Welcome back to the Deeper Dive podcast, Catechism of the Catholic Church in a year. This is day three. We continue going through the prologue. Today, sections five and six. Practical directions for using this catechism. This catechism is conceived as an organic presentation of the Catholic faith in its entirety. It should be seen, therefore, as a unified whole. Numerous cross-references in the margin of the text, italicized numbers referring to other paragraphs that deal with the same theme, as well as the analytical index at the end of the volume, allow the reader to view each theme in its relationship with the entirety of the faith. The texts of sacred scripture are often not quoted word for word, but are merely indicated by a reference. For a deeper understanding of such passages, the reader should refer to the scriptural texts themselves. Such biblical references are a valuable working tool in catechesis. The use of small print in certain passages indicates observations of a historic or apologetic nature or supplementary doctrinal explanations. The quotations also in fine print from patristic, liturgical, magisterial, or hagiographical sources are intended to enrich the doctrinal presentations. These texts have often been chosen with a view in direct catechetical use. At the end of each thematic unit, a series of brief texts sum up essentials of that unit's teaching in condensed formula. These in-brief summaries may suggest to local catechists brief summary formula that can be memorized. The catechism emphasizes the exposition of the doctrine. It seeks to help deepen understanding of faith. In this way, it is oriented toward the maturing of that faith. It's putting down roots in personal life, and it's shining forth in personal conduct. By design, this catechism does not set out to provide the adaptation of doctrinal presentations and catechetical methods required by the differences of culture, age, spiritual maturity, and social and ecclesial condition among all those to whom it is addressed. Such indispensable adaptations are the responsibility of particular catechisms, and even more, of those who instruct the faithful. Whoever teaches must become all things to all men, 1 Corinthians 9.22, to win everyone to Christ. Above all, teachers must not imagine that a single kind of soul has been entrusted to them, and that consequently it is lawful to teach and form equally all the faithful in true piety with one and the same method. Let them realize that some are in Christ as newborn babes, others as adolescents, and still others as adults in full command of their powers. Those who are called to the ministry of preaching must suit their words to the maturity and understanding of their hearers as they handle on the teaching of the mysteries of faith and the rules of moral conduct. To conclude this prologue, it is fitting to recall this pastoral principle stated by the Roman Catechism. The whole concern of doctrine and its teaching must be directed to the love that never ends. Whether something is proposed for belief, for hope, or for action, the love of our Lord must always be made accessible, so that anyone can see that all of the works of perfect Christian virtue spring from love and have no other objective than to arrive at love. Father. Thanks, Bill. On this uh, part five, this last part of the prologue, uh, this deals with the practical directions for using this catechism. So it's just some practical guidelines about how to use this particular book um, when you're teaching and, and how to read it uh, to some degree. And 
It makes the point that it's an organic presentation of the Catholic faith in its entirety. And uh, so when you're looking at this, it should it says that it should be seen, therefore, as a unified whole. So there are parts of the catechisms that will point to other parts of the catechism, and the faith is very united. So uh, there are a lot of cross-references. So it's not like, you know, every every point will point to another point, uh, just like the Bible. You know, there are parts of the Bible, if you read, um, you know, for instance, uh, when Jesus uh, says on the cross, he says to Mary, woman, you know, you're like, what does that mean? And it points to the beginning of the Bible in Genesis, where Mary, uh, where he, he said, uh, the proto-evangelium, where he announces that a woman would, would crush the head of the serpent. So words in the Bible, you can't read, you have to look at as an entirety. And so, and, and, and also with the catechism, that when you're reading parts, it will make cross-references. Uh, it makes also the point that when you're reading it, uh, in the, it has a lot of small print at the bottom of the each page. And uh, a lot of times it will, um, it will make reference to the scriptural passages where you can find it in the Bible. And you can know, where did that, where is that in the Bible? If you see something where it's in quotation, like that sounds like it's from the Bible. If you go below in the small print, it will show you where you can find that, that particular scripture in, in, the, uh, in the Bible itself, in the small print. So it's, it's good sometimes when you're looking at the quotes too, to say, well, who said that? And, you know, for instance, uh, you know, in the catechism, um, you know, there's a, you know, in 334, it, it talks about how Noah's Ark prefigures, you know, salvation uh, through, uh, you know, the salvation through baptism. And that's from St. Augustine. And you'll, you'll notice a lot of times that the quotes, you'll find out who wrote it in the, in the down below in each, each of the pages. Um, uh, the other thing that it, uh, uh, it says too, which is important is that there's it, the section here is necessary adaptations. And what that means is that and th- this is just uh, the catechism anyways, is, is the faith. Okay. It's written for everybody, every culture of all ages, but it doesn't, it's not, it's not meant it's, it's sometimes worded in ways that will be above certain people's heads and certain ways of, of maybe saying it might not be ready for a kid who's uh, not hit puberty yet, or is not mature enough to listen to certain things. So it makes a point, uh, quoting an older catechism, the Rodin catechism, is that whoever teaches, you know, you look at the catechism and you get the facts, but you might have to, it's a, you have, might have to use words that are more suitable for, for younger, for younger hearers. Okay. You have to uh, adapt it to, to the, pro- especially, you know, when you're dealing with, you know, sins against the sixth commandment, for, for example, it's like, well, maybe certain words, the kids aren't ready for yet, you know, maybe definitely when they're teenagers or adults, it's different. You're given a adult retreat, you can be more specific, but you have to adapt, you know, what you learn to the age uh, and the maturity of your crowd. Uh, it says here uh, that it says those who are called to the ministry of preaching must suit their words to the maturity and understanding of their hearers as they hand on the teaching of the mysteries of the faith and the rules of moral conduct. So make sure that, you know, this is, this isn't necessarily going to t- tell you what, how you how you teach your little kids uh, certain aspects of the commandments. You have to be able to prayerfully take the faith and then adapt it uh, without uh, you know dumbing it down, but making it suitable for each age. So that's essentially the prologue. And finally, it says everything for charity. And to conclude this prologue, it is fitting to recall that the whole concern of doctrine and its teaching must be directed to the love that never ends. Uh, so essentially what it's saying is that this whole book is written to for the help of the salvation of the soul and the love of souls.